welcome to Sheffield Hopcast. Uh, we're back after a little bit of a, a break. It feels like um, it feels like ages since we've been uh, since we've been with you. Um, it is February, just um, twenty twenty, and we're at Hop Hideout in Commune. It's our first visit here on the uh, podcast. Uh, we will uh, chat to Jules in a moment. Um, let's do beer of the month first, Adam. Right, I've got one. I didn't have one. Of- very long ago 30 seconds ago you never had one kind of month and a half really so you've got a lot to go yeah. at well mine is from maybe about a month ago I think it's when um, I met with Laura and actually I met with you before that we had a chat oh. and we met with Matt Curtis who came up he was on his way to Manchester and yeah it was Abbeydale's Voyager Enigma Eureka and HBC 472 which I thought was the, the best one I've ever had. So I don't know what number it is, because I stopped doing numbers. But um, I'm going to say number 22. But yeah, bang, bang, brilliant beer. What about Sean? Uh, mine is a, a beer from, again, inspired by a little trip, really. Um, me and Jules were, were lucky enough to get invited across to Cloudwater a couple of weeks ago for their retail event. And at Bundibus that night... I had a pint of uh, Traxonoma uh, on cask, and then subsequently I've had it a couple of times in can, and uh, both ways of drinking, absolutely beautiful. 3.8% pale ale, and uh, hard to beat under 4%. Uh, I can't think of anything to beat it currently, so that's my beer of the month. Easily. Uh, we have to give you a warning that, I mean, Laura's been drinking solidly for about six weeks now, <laughs> and so, <laughs> Is in the midst of a two-day hangover. <laughs> Let's just get that out and yeah. in the open the before we start. The not entirely true, no, but, but the, the second, the bit, second bit is I'm is. still feeling slightly delicate from uh, a long so weekend So we've all got to be quite away. gentle with, yes. with Laura. Uh, what's your beer of the I'm month? I'm struggling through. Uh, so mine is uh, the first beer that I had on my birthday, uh, which has happened since we were all last together. Um, we went down to London for a few days uh, funnily enough, also a day where I saw Matt Curtis again because we'd been for breakfast with him in uh, Kentish Town. Are you all stalking Matt <laughs> Curtis or something? There's something going on here. Is he doing the book launch tonight? No. Why, we didn't get invite, Sean. What did we do? No, wrong? we didn't. No. Well, then we went to uh, a little bottle shop called Caps and Taps, which is uh, in Kentish Town in London. Um, and uh, I had a can of uh, Brick Brewery's Kiwi and Lime Sour. Um, it was only 3.6%, but just tasted like kiwi fruit. Absolutely delicious. Um, I actually I really like Brick's sour range. Some of my favourite branding as well. Uh, sort of really crisp, pretty little uh, uniform patterns. We had, we had a, we did a Brick, didn't we, once? On I really enjoyed it. I think yeah. it was only, was it the Crow episode when they were... We sat in the dusty crow yeah. before it was open. I think we did a rhubarb sour. Yeah, I think we did. That was really good. My first one, actually, I really enjoyed that, actually. We yeah. did, actually, at Hop Hideout last summer, a summer of sour, and we had Brick Brewery do a showcase, and um, their sours are phenomenal. It's yeah. just really interesting flavour combinations, often food-driven, um, and like Laura said, it's kind of really eye-catching, kind of geometric yeah. branding, isn't it? Yeah. That's um, I think they do get specific artists in for that. Um, but yeah, just really great, nice Lovely. acidity, balanced yeah. with great sort of interesting flavours. Really. really clean and fresh and lovely, all of the ones that I've had. So 
yeah, I like, enjoyed I like that. The, the branding always looks like it's going to be one of those magic eye pictures where if you look mm, at it for yeah, long yeah, enough, yeah, it, yeah, like it a cat jumps out at you or something. <laughs> uh, so my beer of the month, I have, some, I have some really good beers this month. I need to do a shout out to pretty much everything that Abbeydale have done in the last few weeks, particularly that, and I don't know how you say it, Kvik, New England... Kvake, I think. Kvike. I enjoyed I don't it. Really it was know. good. Um, <laughs> also, the new cans from um, St. Mars of the Desert, I thought were really good. Is it Bam Bam? The New England idea? <laughs> yeah, Bam Bam was really, really good. good. Uh, but uh, my award for this month goes to. Award for this month. <laughs> but greater than that. My award for this month goes to um, Pressure Drop and Past Life, which was um, six point something. I can't remember what it is. Six. Oh, 5.6, actually. It's not actually that strong. Um, it's another New England beer. It's a New England pale, but it was beautiful. Very nice. Uh, very hoppy. Where did you have it? At home. It was uh, in a can. Might have been from you, can't remember. But it was it was very, very good. But I feel like I've had a really good month for uh, beers and really enjoyed them. Now, you've already, you've already heard a little bit from her. Um, Jules Gray is with us. Now, Jules, let's run through your many and varied titles. So, um, Do I get to choose yeah, my beer of the surely, month as well? Surely, yeah, 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 we just, we just yeah, we just, yeah, we're just, we're, yeah, we're building you up first, so it's the introductions. <laughs> so, um, Fair you enough. Are, what, what's your title at Hop Hideout? So, owner, boss o- lady. Owner. That's good. Um, what chief chief organizer? Well, I sort of, I, I mean, you know, I say ch- chief instigator because it kind of feels like it's got a life of its own in a way. But instigator makes uh, it sound a bit like chief sinister. Yeah, it does like you've kind of started it, but like on purpose. But you know, it's <laughs> going to go into rogue. a TV drama. Chief instigator. She instigated it. Her over there, she instigated um, it. And also, <laughs> in the beast, <laughs> we'll talk about all three of those um, things in a bit. But first of all, let's have your beer of the month. Well, fresh off the back of coming from uh, Friends and Family Beer Festival, which was the sort of not-for-profit uh, beer festival in Manchester that Cloudwall put on at the weekends. Uh, so it is kind of in my, uh, my recent memory uh, since we're towards the end of uh, Feb now. Um, but I also saw Matt Curtis as well, so he's, he gets about. He <laughs> was on his way to he? Manchester, so maybe. Yeah. He's moving apparently. That's the that's the thing. Oh, he's, so he's scoping he's out the north, new yeah. up north. Um, the best place. So yeah, what beers I really enjoyed? I'm gonna I'm gonna say one beer and one and another drink instead of because uh, you had multiple ones. So I'm thinking, why can't I say multiple ones? Um, <laughs> so one mentions fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I really enjoyed uh, Lost and Grounded uh, Czech style Pilsner that they launched on Friday at the uh, Friends and Family. Um, just really uh, crisp, refreshing, light, so much flavour and so much nuance going on. And I just love what uh, Lost and Grounded are doing in terms of increasing that myriad of um, lager styles, you know, and, and um, I suppose in... in Increasing drinkers' understanding of it as well, really the yeah. the different uh, levels to that style. So I kind of love uh, what they're doing. So that was great. And then uh, I was going to also mention, um, so not a beer, but actually a mead. Uh, so there's a, a brewery from St. Petersburg called Green Bench Brewing Company that I met out um, at the festival. And they also produce cider and mead, and it was this just amazing 12%, slightly acidic sort of tart mead that just uh, blew my mind. Melissa Cole used it in a beer and food pairing, um, and it was phenomenal. It was with a, it was with like a, uh, like a feta cheese, and it was just Ooh. delicious. So that kind of was a a, a big memorable uh, 
I think that's one our, for me. Is that our first mention of mead, mead yeah. on the hotcast? Yeah. I don't think I've had, I know I know what mead is, but I don't think I've ever had one. But I don't think I've ever had mead. I imagine it's drink sweet. of the month. Is it, is it um, honey based? Is it honey? Yeah, yeah. 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 I would imagine honey. Um, it's and basically cheese. kind of yeah. It, it was it was beautiful. It was just that kind of a sort of lemony, sort of slightly you know acidic feta um, paired up with this sweet but sour. Uh, mead, it was just delicious. Yeah, it worked really well. Sounds Very good. good. Good stuff. So tonight we've got um, four beers that are related in some way or another to either Indie Beer Feast or Sheffield Beer Week, which starts in, what, just under two weeks? Two weeks, Two weeks, yes. it's coming around very fast. I um, feel the so nerves in my voice there because I've got so much to do <laughs> and then I'll be just tired even before it starts. But Bags of time, bags of time. So does it officially start with Indie Beer Feast? Is that kind of like the yeah the in, the, in the sort of yeah will. in the kind of sort of build up to the sort of uh, the pre-launch but i mean i think that a few people have got a few other things going on i noticed the crow have got a, a cheeky event on thursday the fifth uh which is a big bottle tasting from uh, uh the brewery uh so that, that there are a few other events going on as well but it's like christmas it gets earlier and earlier every year <laughs> isn't it uh so we're starting off jules with uh, a beer that you've got on tap Yes, so uh, I've got Don Soco Brewing Company. Uh, managed to get a few uh, kegs and cans off Reese. Um, he just seems to be absolutely flying in the last 12 months. Lots of people really name checking him. I think it's flagship lager. It's me going on about lager again. Um, Northern Hellas has really caught people's attention. And uh, he's, yeah, he's going to be pouring uh, for the first time at Indie Beer Feast this year. So the one we've actually got is not a lager style. Uh, the one we're going to try in the tasting is described as a Belgian style pale ale. So really gentle, 4%. I mean, it looks like it's possibly a Pilsner malt base or a low color Marisotta because it's so pale. It's, it's a real kind of light golden straw um, color. But I think on the aroma straight away, you get that lovely fruity Belgian kind of note that you... Yeah. Some big esters of, going yeah, on. There, lots yeah, lots of esters going on, but very drinkable, not, lovely, like well balanced. Um, but yeah, what do you think, really? I'm going to take a sip as well. Yeah, oh, that's really nice. I got, I, I gave mm. me that ooh face when I yeah. kind of smelt it. I don't want you expecting that much on the nose, but it's I really sometimes nice. Sometimes. I'm not the biggest fan of Belgian beers because I can find the esters quite heavy. And from smelling that, I wasn't sure I was going to like it because it's quite. It's really it, clean. But then when you actually drink it. it, it's actually really floral and light. And mm. yeah, I really like that. I'm getting that kind of nice, like bitter sort of pills of finish there. You know, that kind of very Czech kind of, you got a nice kind of like lip smacking kind of, sort of nice. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a little delicate bitterness, yeah. bit of floweriness going mm. on that Laura mentioned as well, isn't there? But it all, it's all really balanced and very quenchable isn't it yeah. on the old thirst they seem to Very have done impressed. that Don Zoko brewed a range of sort of classic simple <laughs> styles rather than go all complicated with additional ingredients and additional flavours are you not liking my microphone no, no I just I w- <laughs> just say it again what's the name of the brewery Don Zoko it's just great with a Barnsley accent <laughs> Don Zoko Don Zoko <laughs> that's brilliant uh, with Pete should we just stop recording there it's not going to get any better than Sean <laughs> saying Don, 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 Don Zoko well I met Reese. Yeah. Uh, Don Zoko man 
Yeah. Matt Reese when he came to do the delivery, and he actually, I think they're based in Hartlepool, which yeah. I've got a random, so where I grew up yeah. in County yeah. Durham, I used to live in a village that was uh, not far from Hartlepool, so yeah. my last bus home used to be the 242 to Hartlepool, so me and Reese were bonding over um, how, let's say, Hartlepool's developed for the better, but how for a long time it was rather... Not a lot to is do it, there. It's a bit of a shipping kind of town, is it? Like, yeah. uh, like a dock and not much else. So. Pretty much, yeah. And yeah. it's been quite run down for quite a long time. I some family from Seaton Carew. Is that that's oh, yeah. that way, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Is that posh or, or rough? Um, I mean, I only went up an hour a nipper, you see, both. so I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we were from Barnsley and it felt quite posh, Seaton Carew. Oh. So. <laughs> But, but yeah, then, no, it's nice to chat to him bit. anyway about about the northeast because it's. I'm quite excited now that the northeast is having its own brewing scene going on, especially yeah. Newcastle, yeah, well. obviously with Wylam and the Palace of Arts. But you've got so many of the breweries popping up now, and yeah. for such a long time, you know, there wasn't really that many outside of Cameron's or Durham Brewery. Um, so yeah, it's great to see the the explosion up there now. That's just made me think of an honourable mention actually for me this month, seeing as everybody else picked two. <laughs> um, the session IPA from Full Circle. Oh yeah, which is um, Repeater, I think it's called. There is Repeater, yeah. Yeah, uh, which was in uh, my beer and book subscription box that Jules curated plug, for plug. me. Pop hide out in conjunction with the little bookshop just across the way, La Biblioteca. Um, and uh, I'd been really looking forward to trying Full Circle beers actually, because. Uh, oddly enough, one of uh, my uh, close friends from secondary school uh, found herself in the broom world as well, and she's the Brewster at Full Circle. Sandy? Sandy, yeah. Yeah, because she was actually in here last weekend oh, drinking. She? she introduced herself. Oh. Gave yeah, me a Sandy's business great. card, but yeah, that was <laughs> exciting to see. Yeah. And yeah, I was really impressed with the beer as well. Just really, really just neckable, really. Absolutely delicious. Exactly what it was supposed to be. So... A little bit of Newcastle love going on. Is it by the by the river? Is that, yeah. that, is that part of Wylam's kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Ever? Well, yeah. A few yeah. of the Time Bridge. Yeah, they're kind of working their way down here now. I've yeah. seen a few of them in Shakespeare. That, so yeah, yeah. The sign that you can kind of see when you're in the. I think yeah. it's on the river, City, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's like it's like looks like some sort of sh- kind of across mm. the across the across the way. I, that's not a thing, is it? That's just my attempt at a Newcastle accent. That's that was way, terrible. Across the way, <laughs> man. But on that note, we have got Anarchy uh, Bruco also from Newcastle uh, pouring an indie beer feast. So there's a there's a, there's a there's a couple there, which is nice. Well, let's talk about indie beer feast. Uh, which city other than Sheffield is the most represented at indie beer feast? Do you know off the top of your head? I'm going to guess it's Manchester. I don't think it is Manchester. <laughs> what, what do you think it'll be, Laura? <laughs> there's a lot of kind of um, sort of on a on a par, I would guess, because there's quite a few from London. So yeah. I've got three London breweries. Uh, I think there's at least three or four Sheffield breweries. Uh, then there's kind of Newcastle has got a couple. Um, and then it's kind of a bit of all over, really. So I, I, I don't know. May, maybe London might be... London and Sheffield on I think what you're saying a nice fair share of you know the yeah, country yeah. Bit, yeah were you hoping She's to do another accent then well no, 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 great James. accents yeah. 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 Do, do us a London then alright Sean <laughs> how are you doing mate <laughs> it's good isn't it <laughs> Right. Anymore, yeah. do you do London? Come on. Uh, no, not as good as that one. I would be embarrassed. <laughs> I, w- I would be embarrassed to, die, to compete with with such a an amazing. That was East End as well, weren't it? 
I can even nail the the regional element to it. That was it. Shut that was it, proper you Easter. Slag. Get out of my pub. <laughs> That's all I've got. I could only do Peggy Mitchell impressions, but just do them in a slightly more masculine Cockney accent. That's all. I thought that That's was all slightly less masculine oh, than you? Peggy Mitchell. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet for a bit now. <laughs> That's my contribution. To, to that question, uh, there are a variety of breweries from all over, which is what's why it's quite That's exciting, it. really. Good. We've even got some international uh, representation. Awesome. Um, but then, you know, there's kind of Derbyshire there as well, Liverpool with Neptune. So it's kind of uh, yeah, all over, really, which is nice. So um, this is, what is this, year three or four now? I can't year remember. three. Year three. So... Um, What's what's new this year? Which breweries are, are new? Um, anything that's happening this year for the first time? Working jewels hard, aren't you? You are, I know. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, we all, we always like to have uh, sort of uh, favourites. Um, you know, obviously Sheffield breweries that are, are based in the city, so it's great to have their support and representation again. Um, but you know. From a beer consumer point of view, people want to mix it up. You want to see some new, some fresh breweries there this year. Uh, I mean, Don Zoka that we're, you know, drinking the um, really tasty beer that we started the podcast on. Um, they're new this year. Uh, we've also got um, Brick Brewery that we mentioned, that Laura mentioned as one of her beers. They're new Brilliant. this year. Um, and the international representation as well. So, McKellar... Uh, brewery case that I think Sean's brought some beer that we're going to try later um, and Frau Gruber who actually I've, I've met a couple of people that uh, used to be based in Germany and uh, now in Sheffield and they were really excited to see Frau Gruber on the list wow. uh, so quite an up and coming German craft brewery um, I mean I'm really into a mixed firm uh, mixed fermentation beer so I'm quite excited about Pastore brewing and blending um, they're quite an up and coming you know been around maybe less than 12 months even based in Cambridge uh, so that's going to be uh, an exciting one but we're also doing um, public so the sort of nationwide um, best bar voted by the observer I believe um, so public they're going to be doing a natural wine bar this year which is new All right. and we've also got a dedicated cider bar from Hogan's um, which you know is a nice build on things that we've done in the past really Fantastic. We've talked about indie beer feeds quite a few times on the podcast. Yep. I think we're all huge fans of it. Yep. We kind of compare it to a similar sort of feeling to when you go to Indie Man and that feeling of being in quite a unique building and you kind of go through a doorway and up some stairs and through a little like cupboard to get into a different room and stuff. And it's got that kind of unique feel to it. When someone asks you to kind of summarize what Indie Beer Feast is, how do you, how do you describe it? Oh, that's like that. that's that's a difficult yeah. one, isn't it? I mean, it is. There is a lot, you know. As you mentioned before, there's there's such an atmosphere there. The cinema is an old 1920s um, cinema, um, and it's got so many fond memories, I guess, for a lot of people that used to live in the area. There's you can feel the emotion and the sort of memories tied up in the building, so it really provides that beautiful atmospheric background. I mean, it's a laid-back, informal, friendly festival. You know, we're trying to make it really uh, welcome, welcoming to everybody. The, the, the day sessions are family-friendly, which, you know, maybe other beer festivals haven't catered for or been um, so open 
to um, and we're just trying to make it fun I mean one of the things that I love which has become a bit of an institution so neighborhood voices there are sort of 30 plus strong um, all-female choir based in Sheffield and they perform they perform on Saturday afternoon and it's just a really lovely um, start to the sort of Saturday afternoon session uh, hearing them uh, come together and sing but yeah, it's, it's difficult to put it into words, really. Great beer. I think beer. you did all right. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is <laughs> I, you know, I would describe it as times. unique. I think that's a fair description, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's definitely going out of the city as well, because um, Friends of the Pod, um, Midlands-based um, podcast, um, Beers Without Frontiers, they're coming this year. Yeah, They've heard really good things about it. recently. Yeah, so, no, it's um, great to see them. So hopefully going to meet up with Simon and um, probably Vicky. I don't know who else is coming, but um, on the Saturday afternoon. So I've been trying to help them with some... Uh, places to stay and stuff so it'd be really cool to hook up with some people that have not been there yeah. and sort of show them what Sheffield's made of I mean and, uh, we're sort of trying I try and keep things you know with the Sheffield twist you know it's still that a lot of the musicians that are performing are, are Sheffield based uh, we've got the Mean Girls Club who are like a Sheffield garage uh, punk band playing headlining sat- Friday night Saturday night is like a, a sort of a Sheffield indie band called the Mighties so you know I'm not trying to be Obviously, I was hugely inspired by, you know, amazing beer festivals, independent ones like the Independent Manchester Beer Convention, which I think I've been to like every year since it started. And I I suppose that caught my imagination so much that I was just, I wanted to do something in my home city. And, um, but, you know, again, keep it to have its own personality and its own, its own thing, really. Cool. Um, so for, for this bit, for the, for the closing um, remarks on this beer, Sean, whenever I poke you, I want you to say the name of the brewery, right? Okay, <laughs> is that right? So any uh, closing thoughts on this beer from... Do you want it in a Barnsley accent yeah, or yeah, East str- London? As strong as, as, as Dom, you can do. Dom Zoko. I think it's really nice. Yeah, it's really um, good. And it's I, delicious. I, I often find with Belgian beers that I enjoy the first few mouthfuls and then it just starts to get, starts to claw a little bit. Um, and this, I think, because it's so light and refreshing, it's kind of enjoyable all the way through. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. Excellent. I think I had a really, really strong on the nose when I first tasted it, but then that kind of, I was like, kind of like you get used to it, so I couldn't really smell it as it went down, which is good for me, because I'm not, I would gravitate towards a kind of Belgian beer anyway. I will enjoy them, but for something as light as that, it's just a really, just really sessionable. This reminds me a little bit of some beers that St. Mars have done. Yeah, actually. Because they're quite they're, sort of Yes, yeah, I agree, yeah, actually, yeah. similar in that field, aren't they? It's kind of like, like light, saison-y kind of thing, but not being overly, say, fussy, because you can get some kind of flavours that yeah. don't always suit you, different people, do they? And so you get quite a, a strong one, you can kind of, you don't want too much of it always, but I, re- I really, really like that. It's really good. Is, yep. that, is that available in small pack then as well? Do you think? Um, Any ideas? I don't know. I've not seen. seen much I've of not it, seen this no. one. Challenge your man for yeah, that. Maybe. I don't think it cans big, everything. You've got big foam in the fridge as well, Joe. Yeah, I've not seen well. Grafton can. No. Maybe it is. I, I, I've got a couple of others. Northern Hellas is their flagship, yeah. which you can get more often. Yeah. I think. So maybe um, at the festival, they might be. Yeah. Part, yeah. Well, on the just want to mention actually because I've got a few pop-up tastings that are going to be happening at Indie Beer Feast, and I've got um, two great beer writers uh, Pete Brown and Adrian Tierney Jones are going to be doing some pop-up tastings and Adrian's actually going to be doing a, a tasting with, with Reese from Don Soco um, at the festival so I'm going to be putting out the timetable for that soon very good exciting 
Oh, we, you, you forgot the new rule there. You're not allowed to say the name of the brewery. You have to, you've got to poke Sean. Don Zucco. There we go. That's how it works. <laughs> right then, Sean, beer number two. I must say we've got... Don Zucco. We've got one of... Um, we've Stop often had him. kind of unusual lineups of beers, but I think it's our most unusual lineup tonight, and we're kind of really jumping around styles. So what is, uh, what's beer number two, Sean? Um, while I'm opening the bottle, I'll, I'll tell you all about it. It, it is, of course, uh, Pancake Day uh, today, <laughs> so... I think we should reference pancakes at some point. So we're going to go around the table and see who's winning so far. Can I say I have pancakes uh, like at least once a month on a Saturday? Yeah. It's just a thing. So, Jules, how many today so far, pancakes? Zero. Adam? Absolutely zero. James? Two. Two. I'm on zero. Laura? I am firmly in the lead with five. Five Five bloody pancakes so far. Big ones, though. I'm not totally greedy, Pete. Did you have big ones? Five so far. Remarkable. They were good. I did know that already, so I knew you'd win it, you (laughs) see. So I thought, yeah. Save me up for a little award. An easy victory. And James is going to right, open the bottle. Right, so inform that we've got Sean's terrible bottle opener. So little sound effect. Talk among yourselves for the next 15 minutes while I try and open this Laura bottle. Laura thinks we might only need one of this, but we'll, uh, we're brought to, so whatever we're... The hangover is speaking on Laura's behalf there. So uh, I've just had a look at the, uh, the, the brewery list for Indie Beer Feast uh, to match up a couple of my beers tonight for, um, for that. And so... Uh, the first one was very easy, actually. Tour side, of course, are uh, Laura's. <laughs> Laura works for Abbeydale. <laughs> Did she work but, but her favourite brewery is Tour Side. Yeah. She kind of um, works the room like by accident. She, she she's just, forgotten she's there, her like, Tour Side uh, woolly hat tonight, yeah. which she's very disappointed about. But uh, we've got a Tour Side Imperial Stout, and um, it's quite a historic beer. I think uh, uh, Laura was saying there's a. Is there a competition at the, the festival about a historic... Yeah, is, so, so I do you think, think this might yeah, get an entry? I've not really announced all the full details on this yet. Um, big car, so Sheffield Hopcast has more detail than is out there in the, in the oh, ether. Oh, Laura. <laughs> Some people know behind the scenes what's going on, so Laura right. probably does because obviously I she's we, right. she's at works at Abbeydale. She's um, got tapped tap there. Shall we cap it at that <laughs> then? <laughs> no, it's fine. That? So... We start, started this last year as a bit of fun, kind of a little bit inspired by um, De Mollen has an annual festival called Bereft's and they do this thing that's there sort of, they get all the breweries to um, brew a specific st- you know, style or something around an idea or an ingredient. And I really love that because I just thought it, it, it sort of drove so much excitement about what was going to be this year. Um, you know, and and obviously beer drinkers and beer consumers like, oh, what's this beer going to be? So I thought that will be a great idea. Mm. So I did that for the first time last year um, and then discovered how hard it is to actually get 20 breweries to actually agree on something and to brew a beer. Um, so great idea, but actually quite hard to execute. However, so if you widen the remit. Well, so time. no, well we I think we made it even more focused <laughs> this year, which is probably why uh, well, so the idea is because we're in this big uh, 1920s uh, old building and we're sort of having this like modern day craft beer festival, let's call it. The idea was to kind of look back into the past, you know, at beer styles and recipes that have sort of got us to where we are now in this world of everyone's ripped up the rule book and 
everything that you can think of is, is in beer or uh, made, you know, used to make the beer and all sorts. So we're kind of like, look, how have we got here? So it's kind of looking uh, back to sort of look forward was the idea. And a guy called Ron Patterson, who's a lovely guy, um, beer historian, really, I guess, is his unofficial title. Um, and we, uh, I spoke to Ron because he's done various things for Sheffield Beer Week in the past. And we, he allowed us to use some of his recipes uh, that he's got from, uh, from various brewing archives and the research that he's done. So I sent all these recipes out to all the breweries to see if they would brew one of the, one of the recipes, basically. So do we think to our side of... Uh, yeah, uh, so of, this is definitely one this. of Ron's, yeah. There I mean, they love that kind wow. of thing. So they were really up for it straight away. And I think they've actually done two beers for this because they've brewed the, the stronger mild, version. Yeah, yeah and, and then the second party guiled it. Yeah, so we've actually they've actually got two beers in the beer right. of the festival okay. competition. So it's a 7% Imperial Stout. It's called Valor. And it's uh, 7. brewed... 7.7. Yeah, what did I say? 7. 7. 7.7. 7. Uh, and it's oh, brewed using a, a 1917... Um, courage recipe, I believe, uh, for Imperial Stout. So that ties in beautifully with uh, Ron's Ron's idea and Jules's idea. So, so every chance we may be drinking a winning beer. So First World War. That's during the First World War, isn't yeah. it? During the so war. So is the film called yeah. 1917? Yeah, isn't it? Makes you wonder, so kind of, like, who's brewing mo- beer in that so kind of time and yeah. what's the women? That's who. Was it? Okay, there you yeah. go. It's First World War. You get loads of women moving into brewing industry because it's like you know as, as they were in a lot of other factory industries um, you know kind of opened that arena out for them to step into the Get stuck in kind of the shoes of uh, the men who'd been sent to war and that's also depressingly why we don't have dray horses anymore really because the shire horses that were used for delivering beer were all had to be sold to the war effort so good for women, bad for horses. Bit of history. Did there. you enjoy the film? Yeah. Adam? I haven't seen the film. No. No, no. I'm not. I'm not I'm not a big kind of history kind of guy to be honest, but that's really interesting, isn't it? Right. History is, Adam. I know it is. I'm not, <laughs> I just I love I'm not the, into uh, war history. That's you know what? I just love the idea of breweries kind of, you know, taking inspiration from these historic styles and then people act you know, people in the current modern day stood in an old building drinking these old beers and just I just kind of love that sort of play on it all if yeah, you know yeah. what I mean it's it's fitting isn't it it's, it's yeah. lovely it's nice yeah. and I think that you know beer does go in circles doesn't it like it's only 20 years ago everyone was drinking boring lagers and um, the fact that you know we've now brought us lager this situation isn't, lager isn't boring yeah, no, but lager isn't boring some, yeah. some, some lagers nice are boring spoonerism. they were 20 years ago um and now, yeah, that kind of going the full circle and kind of digging out old recipes and making them again and kind of appreciating them again. I think he's just, it's just really, really nice. Can I just say, this is delicious. It's yeah, this it's is absolutely, it's yeah, the, uh, there's like a real chocolatey but slight sort of savoury yeah. earthy aroma. Mm. but Softness to yeah. it as well. It's not short of a bit of taste, is it? It's like really lingering, kind of beautiful. A bit molassesy, kind yeah, of. Yeah, you do get the molasses definitely. Yeah, and yeah this has done nothing to nothing to, to, to knock them off the pedestal on which I hold them. Oh. They are still <laughs> feeling strong. I thought you were going hangover as well. You know what? Actually, I feel all right with this beer. That's yours for you and Jim. So there you go. There you go. It is really nice. 
beautiful. I'm, I'd be excited to try the um, Party Guile version as well, the Dark Mild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, lower ABV. So can I sort of yeah. say this? The festival's turned out to have at the beer of the festival that we were talking about the competition this year with the looking, you know, looking back in the past to look forward. Um, so there's going to be two miles on cask at the festival, which kind of feels a little bit at odds at odds with the uh, some well various beer festivals out there. Uh, it's like friends and family definitely didn't have miles on cast that was out in Manchester <laughs> at the weekend James D's convincing there you I am, I am I've always been unconvinced about miles but I'm open to being and, convinced and so far I've not I've not had one no I like some lagers I'm just saying that 20 years ago lagers were boring the only I one that's that, a fair I think comment. I before, the, the only UK, one that I kind of get consistently is the Voodoo yeah. Mile, the Great Heck one, and I think that's a good pint that that's a good one Mullinson's do some good Mullinson's miles like, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't. I, I don't know why old, I'm thinking this. Right, but just take take a sip of the beer, and as you're doing it, just think, Iron Brew. Iron, iron Brew. Iron Brew. Is it just me that's getting Iron Brew? Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll be quiet get, for a bit there's, longer. There's quite a. There is a fruity yeah, top yeah. note to yeah, it there though. Is. There is. I'm getting loads of Iron Brew from it, and I'm, maybe I've just convinced myself. Like, now. Did you clean your glass? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're about this beer. I'm mild. No, 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 about no, this, this beer. This, this beer. Oh, That's I'm why I said take like a sip of your beer and then when you drink it. I think it, in both contexts, I don't know where the iron brew comes from. A bit of cheeky fruity sweetness, Mebbers. I'll be honest with you. you I didn't taste did, like I didn't suck much iron <laughs> brew when I were a lad. No, you didn't? No. Oh, you've not lived? No. no. Used to have um, those little iron brew sweet bars. Oh, yeah. Used to have the little fizzy bits in yep. the middle. It's like a wham bar, but orange. I think, I think, yeah, I don't think they were allowed to sell them now due to the <laughs> fact that. I mean, it resulted in like people like me and you now, so... Well, that's it, yeah. Well, they were, they were probably the false advertising <laughs> said they were made from girders. So we'll I'll see them. what you think, but this is going to be another uh, Sheffield Hop cast exclusive. So another tasting that we're going to do at, uh, at the festival with Adrian, because he's not sold on Miles either, so he's going to host this tasting as someone who's kind of Sweet. isn't there okay. just yet. So we're going to well, do with the tour side and the Thornbridge Miles, and he's he wants to call the session... Dial M for miles. <laughs> there you go. And when, great. and when is that? I think that's going to be on Saturday. Uh, I'll miss that. I'm coming on Friday. I'm Saturday I, afternoon. I quite, I quite fancy doing that because I would love to be convinced by miles. I would love that to happen. Have just a style Victoria, I just find Vic, a bit like... Victoria hmm. Ruby Mild, Ash Over. Outstanding. Oh, Sarah Hughes. Yeah, that's delicious. If anybody makes a miles is listening, we'd happily take some miles. Have we not had Victoria? No, we should, do, we should do a mild episode because we've never... It's we've difficult never, to do. Have we done, done it Ruby Mild? Did we bring that ones from Ashu over for, for this? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, Janine's great, isn't it? Is yeah. that a stronger one, though, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Because yeah. I bought one off you and I kicked it all over my carpet. Ah, right. I can remember quite vividly, like, kicking a dark beer over a really pale carpet. I thought, oh... I knew we shouldn't have bought a mild. <laughs> that tastes so much like Iron Brew to me now. I've got it in my head. I can't. I can't. I can't I think shake you're just it out thinking about one of the other beers we're going to do because we've got this root beer, beer sour, haven't we? And maybe, maybe it's. Oh, it's going to. That's going to link in quite nicely, then, isn't it? To my. Uh, it's leaking out of the can. Weird. The oh, right, right being it's a finish. So. Yes, yeah, so we've got. We have got two more like 
dead unusual beers. This is definitely an unusual um, beer evening that we've got. But this is what's great tonight. about beer festivals because one of the things is when you go, you can try so many different things, you know, different styles, things you might not normally do, partly because you've got the opportunity of drinking like smaller third measures. So, you know, it's not that kind of expensive, you know, shall I buy this bottle or can, for example, uh, you know, or pint or, or half in the pub. So I think beer festivals are great opportunities for people to try unusual um, beer styles or things like miles that they may not normally go for. What are you pouring, Jules? Thirds, halves, pints? Or what well, are I think this is going to be the first year that we're doing one glass. Measure. One glass. All right. uh, and it's going to be a two-thirds, half and third, right. but just the one, yeah. one glass style. Because typically in the past it's been halves and pint glasses, so two different shaped glass designs. Uh, but then obviously it's been halves, thirds and pints. Yeah. I think that's the best best way. I'm pretty sure the last, at least last year, I got a pint and really thought, oh, I wish I'd have got a two-third now. Like yeah, that. well, I kind of thought, you know, because there is that time where you might want to have a, a longer drink, especially like Summer Reese uh, at Don Zoko's mm. Lagers. Um, but yeah, probably a pint's a little bit too much at a beer festival. Don Zoko. Yeah, it feels, I think it feels a bit classier and a bit more elegant and you can kind of get a big... I'm more of a I'm so more it suits you Adam does it classy glass. and elegant yeah. suits you but I've kind of also gone for this glass style because I think it'll fit quite nicely with the natural wine as well okay. and the cider Ooh. so it's kind of a universal shape for those types mm. of drinks so we're going stemmed Sounds stemmed again then or? no stem no stem like a oh yes <laughs> <laughs> I have a lack of those type of glasses. <laughs> well, this is the other thing as well. People kind of said um, that, you know, I kind of sort of took a bit of a, a call on some of my customers about what... Because everyone's been to quite a lot of beer festivals yeah. now and they've got a li- everyone's got a little shelf with probably about 10, or 10 to 15 or 20 glasses. Uh, we're all reminiscing now looking at that little yeah. shelf, aren't we, with those little uh, array of glasses. So I kind of thought I need a new shape to add to that. Yep. So is this a glass exclusive as well? That it is, yeah. Not, yeah. Not for audio We're form, because I need a exclusives. hand for it. <laughs> so we all know what it is, but you can all wait. <laughs> but it's got, it's, got the, it's got the seal of approval. So yeah, you can all wait. Right then, closing thoughts on um, tour side. Or do you say, how do you say it? Tour side. Tour side. No, no, I wouldn't say tour side. <laughs> so tour side. Sorry, I, my my. You went my all uh, northeast again. <laughs> I thought it was your own side. To a side. <laughs> to a side. To a side. Um, closing thoughts. Laura, you're, a, you're obviously a mega fan. Yeah, it's fantastic. Love it. Thought you might say that. Sean? Yeah, outstanding. Jules? Lovely. Really smooth. It's got it's got that sweet and savoury stout thing yes, going on. And it's got so much flavour. And there's nothing crazy put in there. It's literally yeah. from the four core ingredients of That's beer, which I think is phenomenal. The, the sweetness we're going to give to you, James. Well, the iron brew sweetness. I love how just different it is I don't think I've tasted a beer that tastes like this before and I, I love that whenever you kind of have a beer for the first time that you think it's doing something to my taste buds that no beer's done before I love that so yeah I think, I think it's great I think it's definitely a sharer for me I think I'd struggle with a, a, a full like 500ml bottle I mean I could nurse one but I'm not I'm not sure it's the it right time a big of year so you're holding your glass there just again, nursing it like a, it. like a baby Swing yeah, I around. I don't. I don't think you'd feel shortchanged by sharing a bottle of that, though. No. 
um, strength and kind of flavour profile stuff. So trying right. to angle in on Jim to share your <laughs> bottle, Laura. <laughs> right, we're going to dive into uh, beer number three. Before we do that, we're going to take a very quick break here because uh, Adam needs a Adam is clearly busted. <laughs> so we'll be back in uh, in just a second. Right, we're back, and we have beer Adam number three on the go. This is one that Jules has uh, has pulled from her fridges. Um, so, yeah, Jules, tell us about this one. Well, I thought it'd be quite interesting to do this, because going from, say, a more traditional, only the four core ingredients, sort of historic-inspired recipe, to go to the absolute opposite of the spectrum. So this is Turning Point, uh, and it's called I Am No Tree, and it's a root beer sour and it's got just like a crazy list of ingredients. You've got your ginger, cinnamon, dandelion root, burdock root, allspice, star anise, vanilla, nutmeg. Um, so a huge list of things uh, thrown in there to make it taste like a root beer. The ginger really comes through in the it smell. Does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, this, this, the smell is actually quite a lot stronger than the taste. And that's probably a good thing, actually, because imagine if you've got I've not tasted it yet. All I've got is the smell, and the smell's yeah, magnificent. it's quite a gentle Ooh. acidity, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I think that vanilla is really helping kind of bring it all together and stop it being too punchy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tastes like iron brew. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It is more it like iron a little brew. Bit, a little bit like dandelion and burdock. Mm. Well, it has got dandelion and burdock in it. Yeah. So, so there you it go. It just makes sense. <laughs> yeah. James didn't know that. That's just... That's just that's no I, I was listening when we were doing the ingredients. <laughs> but I, kind idiot, of, sure. I thought I'd do this one because turning points seem to be on a very positive Upward trajectory. Yeah, up and coming, you know, bubbling away. They've just moved into Rooster's yeah. old brewery uh, and that's their new tap room just outside Harrogate, I think it is, isn't mm-hmm. it? And I think right. they're, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of really great beers. I think they won, did they win the Brewdog Collab first? With their mint choc chip beer or something, wasn't Not actually noticed actually, but um, I nearly had my t-shirt on today actually, but yeah, bright pink. I actually got it from Indie Beer Feast oh, yeah. last oh, year or year before maybe. Bright pink turning point t-shirts. Oh yes, because they were right on the on near your yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, front right at yeah. the front as you well, walked that in. Might yeah. Be really, yeah. Last year, or year before, I can't remember. Year before, they were you right know on what? the front. I think as I've you had to put them in. there both years because their oh, bar only year, fits in a certain location. <laughs> yeah, I think it was last year actually. I don't think I've had it two years. <laughs> I am going to move them this year. I'm going to try and fit oh, them somewhere else. Good, but good they've got hear. a massive barn, uh, and it's quite difficult to to fit in a venue. <laughs> I have told them this personally. <laughs> You're very strict guidelines on your uh, table uh, top. Yeah, but nobody listen. Nobody listens. Well. They'll end, up in, they'll end up outside in the rain. But um, yeah, no, I love what Turning Point are doing. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Sean's uh, yeah. probably feels the same, really. Lucid Dream is one of my, my favourite sort of mid-range stouts. Cookie, cookie cream stout. Had that a couple of times at Maltin's at York. And we've been over there. Be- beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I've had some brilliant cask and keg. Some mm. really, really good stuff. Yeah. We did a really good kind of IPA... When on one of the episodes that we did at the um, podcast meetup, that was a really, really good uh, turning point. I can't remember what it was. Yes. Something Circle. Is it Cosmic something? Yeah. Cosmic Could Circle? Uh, it might have been, something yeah. Something like that. 
It was excellent though, wasn't it? Yeah, really, really yeah. good. We may just have made good. up a beer name, but it, they're, they're it a sounds bit of a incredible. Nerf brewery as well, aren't they? In terms of the fact that they don't hype yeah. stuff up as, as we much. drink. They just sat here drinking. Yeah. What makes me laugh is we did a, <laughs> we did a collab with them for last year's beer of the festival at Indie Beer Feast, and Cameron's very much music inspired. So a lot of the names for his uh, for the beers for the brewery are inspired by his uh, his metal and rock and uh, music passion. So we called the, it was a, a Berliner Weiss and he called it Alan's Psychedelic Breakfast. But what made me laugh, we had it on keg at Hop Eyes Out after the beer festival and people would just be coming up to the bar saying, can I have a pint of Alan? <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me laugh for like the Alan. whole weekend. Have a pint of Alan. <laughs> a second mention for a great heck, but they have kind of some just they got a beer called Dave. There's yes, one they called are. Christopher Patrick as yeah, well, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. They've got one Christopher, Christopher as well. Yeah. I think yeah. he does it on purpose, doesn't he? Because he knows people <laughs> yeah. come up and can have a pint yeah. of Chris or a pint <laughs> of Dave. Well, so the, the Christopher one is it's like Columbus a, Single Hop. Yes. That's why it's called that. So it's well named. I think the Patrick one is like their version of Guinness, isn't it? So it's Very well named. Irish yeah. connection. Dave I have no idea why Dave's called Dave. I just love I the idea Dave of asking for Dave. Dave It's brilliant. But you wouldn't want a pint of Dave, would you? Oh, it's too much. But then <laughs> there's, the, the, uh, there's the grime rapper, isn't there, called Dave as well? Yeah, who's right. seems to be doing it, yeah, amazingly. I'm not really let's up on my grime. No, same here. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk <laughs> about a few Dave, what, I know a few Daves. <laughs> so what else is happening as part of Sheffield Beer Week? Oh, so uh, Sheffield Beer Week, it kind of officially kicks off on the 9th of March, on the Monday... <laughs> And it's kind of this, uh, like I said, it's got a life of its own, citywide beer celebration. So there's going to be at least sort of 30 venues around the city all doing events. Um, but I mean, so far you've got venues like uh, The Crow, uh, Jabberwocky, Shakespeare's, Rutland, Callum Island Tavern, Greystones, Bar Stewards, Bath Hotel, Hallamshire House, Stag's Head, um, St. Mars, Sheffield Brewery Company. Um, Devonshire Cat and we've even got the showroom cinema this year so I'm quite excited I know this is a cool thing I wanted this to happen for a while so Sheffield has many great citywide festivals going on Um, I think it's one of the real ace things about the city so Dockfest is an annual um, documentary film festival that's been going for about 20 years it's kind of a a global um, look, looked for uh, documentary film festival. Lots of international visits, businesses come to Sheffield for that. So we collaborated with them for the first time this year and we're hosting a UK premiere of a beer documentary film at the Showroom Cinema on Friday the 13th which is going to be amazing. Is it a horror That's one? really cool. Be done Friday the 13th. Like a, <laughs> like a beer horror <laughs> It's like Sean runs out of Sean and uh, George run out, blue. Of yeah. <laughs> run out of Belgian blue. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it should be, um, but yeah, no. So I think that that's amazing that that's yeah, happening because awesome. it's kind of two citywide festivals kind of coming together and uh, fusing, you know, documentary film and beer, and the the film itself. So this is kind of how it started. The director who made this film, who is a, an award-winning. Um, international director they actually had the idea whilst visiting Dockfest I don't know if it was last year or the within the last couple of years uh, sat at the Rutland's Arms pub and they were like I'm going to make a documentary film about beer 
so weird. Many a good idea happened in the Rutland, yeah. I'm it sure. It feels right <laughs> that it's coming back to Sheffield uh, to yeah. uh, have its premiere in the UK here. Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. I've had to already outline my Sheffield Beer Week quite carefully because um, I have to go to Liverpool for a couple of days of it for the Beer X trade conference that used to be in Sheffield but moved oh, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I missed this a couple last of year days. As well, didn't yeah. It? It's very so, frustrating. So I have to plan quite carefully so that I make sure I still get to do plenty of things. But I think so far I've got the tour side tap takeover at the Shakespeare on the Monday. I want to come here. Is it Vault City and Pastore yep. here on the Tuesday? Tuesday, doing a bit of a mix firm, yeah. up and coming showcase. I'm really looking forward to that. I think Duration are at the Greystone, so uh, Miranda and Bates from Duration are coming up to Ooh, Sheffield. Yes. yes, I think I'm actually meeting Which, Miranda in the yeah. afternoon to show her the ropes of what Sheffield has to offer a little bit. It's a, it's um, a, it's a tough job, isn't yeah. it? Someone's got to do it. Then, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm unfortunately not in Sheffield, but uh, Friday, I'd like to see the documentary. Um, and I'm hoping to go, is, I think there's a McKellar and War Pigs thing at the Crow on the Friday, as well as the Queer Brewing takeover at the Devonshire Cat, which I'm hoping to catch both of those. So I don't really feel, I don't really know why I felt the need to share my social diary for the whole week. No, we're, we're well, we're well, 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 ask you. <laughs> Because I remember last year you had such a packed schedule and then you were in two minds of whether or not there was something happening on the Rutland, out of the Rutland on the Sunday last year and you were in two minds whether or not you were going to go. I can't remember, it was something to do with like Bloody Marys and cocktails or something. And you were, you were like, yeah, to brunch, in as to whether or not you were going to go. They so you got that packed thing. to schedule. You were like, oh, can I quite yeah. fit that in on the Sunday? But I've, had, I've had really badly timed holidays as well for the past few years because I think a couple of years ago I was in Paris for part of it. This year I'm missing the whole weekend before Sheffield Beer Week because I'm in Centre Parks, which will be great. But, you know, I'm missing Indie Beer Feast and Beer and Desserts at the Crow, which I'm a bit sad about. Well, Laura, has Laura but, got the official, like, most recognised Hopcast voice in public? You you get a lot of, like, kind of do get people like, spots, ooh, don't you? I think so. You sound so, familiar. So maybe, like, it's people going, oh, cool, cool. I can, <laughs> if I can kind of just hang about in these places on these days, then... Just listen out for Laura. I might be able to have a chat. Uh, Centre Parks. You might get. <laughs> yeah. I've even tried going on pretty much every radio station in Yorkshire, and I still don't get recognised for my voice in the way that Laura does. I kind of always thought it's because my voice is a bit annoying. <laughs> have you ever done the weather, James? Have you the ever, weather. Yeah. Have you ever been a weatherman or weather presenter in your radio roles, or or not? No, generally, most most of the new stuff I do in, includes doing the weather as well. Does it? Yeah. yeah. I think you've more chance of getting recognised when you're talking about doing the weather on Dennis. heart yesterday. Hot weather. Yeah. It's not looking good. It's a good point though. If people <laughs> listen to some sort of some form of local radio, I'm going. That's. I'm, am I hearing something? It's like it could have been James. So yeah. Yeah, they might, you no, might I think what we're going to hear is that Laura's become the voice of beer in Sheffield. I'm just pulling up puzzled face at you now. Right now she's the voice of hangovers in yeah. Sheffield. But Although, I feel like I have audibly picked up throughout this episode. I was really like, at the beginning, and now that tour side beer. The beer is helping. There was a yeah. bit where I was a bit worried about you because you went very yeah. quiet for a bit in the middle. Yeah. You, yeah. Were, you were lingering I'm a bit. I'm all right now. I'm, I'm back, up, back in my stride. She's back. Maybe it's this beer. I really like this. Yeah. The, once this taste has kind of settled down in your mouth. Yeah, it's, it's nice. actually really enjoyable. Yeah. And I can't remember who was that made the point that it's not too acidic, which sometimes yeah, sours. Once you've kind of had a few mouthfuls, it just starts to 
become a little bit overpowering yeah. and this hasn't done that at all it's much it's, less fussy on the taste gentle. than it is on the smell yeah like if you could if you had no sense of smell you wouldn't probably pick out as many of those like adjuncts yeah. I am like. just gonna pick out here because I'm looking at the can and you the Bob Geld off yeah <laughs> Lottie Walsh who does the a lot of the artwork for Turning Point and creates these crazy sort of hop characters a little bit reminds me a little bit to like the art from Wonder, Wonder Beyond, Beyond. Yeah, yeah. Tina, Tina and Lottie are quite I think similar in some of their reference yeah. points but there looks like it's uh, a band playing with sort of a huge like Hobbit-style trees, you know, from Lord of the Rings-style yeah, trees. Yeah, that and groups playing from... Playing guitars uh, not a song? And I am a tree, is that... Or is that I am a walrus well. I'm thinking of? I am no tree. All <laughs> oh, right, I am no walrus. I <laughs> so it's, uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's this crazy kind of uh, Lord of the Rings tree bands with uh, Bob Gandalf. And the... Tr- there must be. Oh, well, there you go. It must I be. I feel definitely like a there's a lot of references. I'm not quite yeah, picking yeah, up the on there, but I feel like a, a a big Lord of the Rings fan would really, really love that. Playing the bongos. Yeah, playing the bongos. They're great, aren't they? Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I'm really wondering where, where that keyboard is plugged in. You know, I can't think of any power. Uh, tree power. Oh, he's got batteries. I reckon. He's got <laughs> batteries for it. So. Uh, I'm no fan of root beers, but actually that. Tastes better than any any root beer yeah, that I've probably um, had before. I, that bit of sourness actually adds to it. I'm not, uh, I'm not a root beer for about twenty years, but with, yeah, I'm about the same. Not a root I beer for it, a long time. I, I always thought I'm a bit more medicinal tasting than that. Mm. I think Beering have done a root beer beer before as well. Actually, I think uh, well, one or two breweries have had a punt at it. Um, mm. It's nice, but that's mm. lovely. I think. Yeah, doing it I as mean, a sour I, I think I prefer this to actual root beer. Yeah. like I, I like ginger beer. I'm not a massive fan of root beer, which yeah. is kind of why I thought I'd do this because it might be a bit challenging. This I prefer because it is less medicinal to mm. so other yeah. actual root beers I've had. Um, I reckon you could make yeah. a good cocktail out of that. Yeah. Ooh. Actually. Yeah. Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we are on to um, final beer of the night, which comes from Sean. Um, and this is another, it's uh, fair to say it's an unusual beer. It's keeping it light, Sean. Uh, another one on the uh, the list for Indie Beer Feast. And um, quiche, Jules, quiche. Case. Oh, wait, case. Case. Quiche. Case. I would normally say quiche. But uh, I heard you well, say it differently earlier. And I know beer, it, yeah, I, know beer, I say it wrong. Yeah, well, there's a beer in the fridge called Case Sarah Sarah. Yeah. And I think he did it as a play ah. to tell people how to this pronounce it. how you it. pronounce it. But I mean, like, it, you know, Dutch is quite a difficult language to get your yeah. head round. Somebody, anyway, uh, so I, normally I would say keys. keys. Yeah, not, com- to, not, to d- not to dumb it down, but in, if you were to yeah, look from the shelf, UK double E. Yeah, I mean, from a UK perspective, you would say you might say keys but yeah. um, obviously yeah. and um, I suppose if you're looking for a case it's probably an easier thing you know, phenetically it's probably easier to Dutch perspective it's case um, set off with Emelise I think didn't he a few years he ago he did yeah and, uh, and was probably part of the collaboration with uh, Marble on their Earl Grey um, early doors uh, set up on himself uh, coming across is he coming a- across to uh, I'm not sure himself. he is, unfortunately. Yeah. I did see him at Cloudwater Friends and Family at the weekend. I was actually pouring next to him because I volunteered on the Saturday night. And I was actually pouring on Sirens Bar, which was next to him. So I was actually chatting to, to, chatting to him. Mm. Uh, so unfortunately, he's not come in, but uh, it's the importer uh, who's going to be running the bar. So the, the, the people that 
bring over uh, Case and Frau Gruber's beer, they're actually going to be on the bar at Indie Beer Feast, yeah. So, um, whilst they're very well known for their caramel fudge stout and various barrel-aged variations of that, um, we've gone for a barley wine. I'm not sure we've sucked many barley wines on uh, before as well. This is a collaboration with Wonder Beyond in Manchester, we've just mentioned oh, okay. a few moments ago. And it's, a, uh, I think it's 12.2% barley 12.2%. wine. With you feel black, like there's a bit of influence there from I think it really needs that point yeah. percentage. It really <laughs> needs <laughs> that point where, where the wild blackberries grow. Which is a play on the old, is it, is it Nick... Nick Cave Nick Cave and McCallum and Oak song back in the 90s I really liked it that song actually Uh, it was a bit rubbish to be fair no 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 I thought it was outstanding it's not not very well remembered it's a good video as well where she's in the uh, in the river in the river I think he was doing some collaborations over in Manchester whilst he was pouring it to friends was and family. It? Yeah, because I think he's done... Yeah. He, I, I did notice on Marble's social media, uh, like a photo, and there's like loads of ice cream cones, like hundreds ah. of ice cream cones going into a beer. So I think he's doing some crazy Marble and maybe a Wonder Beyond collab as well, whilst he's been over here at the uh, last weekend. That tastes a bit like a lozenge. I'm thinking like, like a, a very strong yeah, barley sweet. Yeah. So you suck on a nice blackcurrant sweet for gives you a right. 10 minutes. It's quite intense, it? isn't it? It's not like... It actually takes a little while for the flavour to kind of like... Like seep down your throat. That's a quite an unusual experience. There's like a little a bit of spritziness right at the start, yeah. which is unusual. Yeah. Perhaps for a barley wine, they're normally just bigger and smoother. It's actually got so a lovely a bit aftertaste. Of the aftertaste is really mm. nice. It's it, it's nice, but it's quite hard work. Yeah. I'm, not, it's sure, I'm it's not sure I've picked the best day for myself to be drinking it. But I mean, it's really, it. it's really, really sweet, isn't it? Yeah. You do notice that high sort of sugar, whether it's the fruit and the, mm. the, the sort of... Um, the malt residual yeah sugar that's left from the uh, high amount of malt that's been used in this I mean it's nice but it's like really sweet it does have like a bit of tartness to it which finishes which kind of just takes that cloyingness off a little bit but like it's quite I mean what do you expect for a 12% beer you know I mean it's it's very nice I think I went in I went in drinking it a little bit yeah it does. I don't. I don't think it's like twelve and a half percent of alcohol whacks you around the face, does it? Like the alcohol sort of hidden by the flavour that kind of. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't that, describe that it as slap. boozy because sometimes. No, it's not boozy. Sometimes you get those ones where you kind of you, you you sort of take the 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 beer to you know to drink and you get that immediate. Yeah, ethanol hit. Yeah, <laughs> nail <laughs> polish. So sort of yeah. sometimes, I mean, there's nothing like that going on. I mean, it's very smooth, but. Um, yeah, there's no it reminds me of like a, a liquid fruitcake that's been like covered in blackberries oh. and maple syrup and everything, like doesn't it? Yeah. It's like a real liquid fruitcake. I'm going to describe it as uh, Vimto on crack. No, oh, yeah. It there is a Vimto in to it, actually. This is a, this is super niche. I'm not niche. sure I would get him to write my beer tasting <laughs> notes. <laughs> well, it's not bad. It's very Vimto. It's like <laughs> old soft drinks. It, it, it tastes like, remember the Nemesis uh, drink? And it was licorice and blackcurrant. I mean, the Nemesis ride at Alton Towers. They released it in a can as a drink. It was like a fizzy, 
like essentially Vimter with a licorice flavour. It basically tastes what th- you that's can that get like. those sweets, can't you? That are black on the outside and licorice in the yeah, middle. Yeah, very much like yeah, that. It's like chewy inside. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like an old school, it's like an old school. I do sweet. think this beer would be better with food, wouldn't it? I what think. would you put For it me? with? Something completely opposite, you know, or dessert, oh. or would you just kind of go right? We, 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 I won't want it with anything. I mean, I kind of want to like say a blue cheese. I was yeah. thinking yeah. cheese, yeah. Yeah. blue cheese, yeah, salty and light. That's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, I've got a new favourite blue cheese from Porterbrook Deli. Um, it's Skegness Blue. You wouldn't have thought Skegness had been, I've the, seen been that. the hub that, to make amazing blue cheese, but it's re- it's really, really creamy and really salty, nice and it's really What's good. What's wrong with Not been able to make cheese. Yeah. Well, I was wrong with Skegness. It's just not the. Know, you don't uh, think it's the cheese? Not uh, quite the association that I'd with it with a, with a craft mind. cheese. Yeah. But I th- that would be very nice with. Um, I was walking yeah, past Yeah, I was kind of thinking pantry. like a fruit chutney on the it. side or something as well. Yeah. Messenger Pantry mm. in the market. I've seen Skegness on one yeah. of their cheeses. Yeah. Uh, which Skegness I thought blue. I'd misread it. No, it's really good. We've gone off on a cheese tangent. Yeah, can sorry. I just say that? It's a good tangent to go on. <laughs> Let's go on a different tangent because um, have you have you had your first birthday here yet, or is it is it approaching soon? It can't be far away now. I feel it's like probably it was early, quite soon. Early yeah, March. I think it's like not, not have thought about it. <laughs> um, it's I think it was the end. It was after the beer festival that we because it was meant to open before the beer festival and it got put back. Uh, which caused all sorts of uh, added uh, stress at the time. Um, so I've, I think it was the end of March that it actually opened. So we did the beer festival beer week and then had to open at the new place kind of not long of after that. So yeah, it's it. I mean, it is basically nearly a year. So it's approaching um, yeah, yeah one in one about year four on. weeks time. For anyone that's not been here or isn't from um, Sheffield, so commune is kind of like how would you describe it it's, a, it's, it's like a food, food hall, hall it's like it? a, yeah food hall with a bar and um as well as having its own bar it has uh the hot hideout bar as well yeah and, and there's a book um, independent bookshop uh, uh well yeah bookshop and bottle shop beer shop and a gallery um it's kind of like a social space meets food dining but it's what i'd like to say that i think is different from some food halls out there is it's all independent and I think the quality and choice that you have here is is superb. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that's kind of the difference, really, from some other places. I find it it's quite relaxed as well. It's, it's big, and there's generally a lot of seating and space, but I find that like that kind of open space works really well. I think you can have, like... Um, you can have the, you can have a sit down. You can find a quiet corner in here as yeah, well, can't food you? Or, yeah, I think it's got a really nice feel to it. I think it's very... It doesn't feel pretentious. It just feels kind of, you know, it's got it, the food range is really good. And like I said, if you do come in, and you've not been in before, you want to come and see Jules. Just keep walking round the big bar, and you will come round to where Jules is. Yeah, sweep, sweep past the Jules the rubbish bar. Hide the big bar. By Hop name. Hide out doesn't have a, go, a, a, a door near it. So it's, uh, We've got to yeah. keep a little bit of the hideout bar, well, yeah, haven't we? You know? yeah. It's very open plan as well. We were just talking before about it. How would you close this place? Because it doesn't have shutters and you close before the food thing's closed. I know. Well, that's it's, another uh, thing. I mean, it's uh, we were just sort of talking it. That was kind of a conundrum in itself. And we spent, I mean, uh, Will, bless him. The, so the little bar that we've got at the back, I think uh, that was in our living room for about uh, two weeks. Well, probably a bit longer whilst he was building it. 
Um, but he's built it, uh, which I haven't put on yet, so you can't really see it. So he's built it so I can put a box on it and lock it. Ah, so there isn't it. any access to the tap. So everything's kind of retrofitted. But it was a little bit of a conundrum. And um, a, a lot of that spent time in our in our house and was built by my, uh, by my other half, Will. Really, bless him. How have you found the difference between having a like, shop and working in somewhere a bit more open then? Or uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's obviously, you know, some of it's the same. I'm really humbled that we've got a lot of regulars that still come to us, that still love what we do, that supported us. Uh, you know, 150 people supported us for the crowdfunding campaign to come here. That's really humbling and I'm ever, great, ever so grateful all the time. Um, but you know coming here it, it is different you know yes we've got the same range of beers I mean what I'm proud of is the fact we're all 100% refrigerated now which I think is amazing to offer that uh, level of quality um, but you know it is there's always people here it's very open plan um, you know there's people that come to my bar and have no idea about Hop Hideout never heard yeah. of us but again, you know, that's what you've got to do. You've got to get outside this craft beer bubble, haven't you? And I think it's it's great to have, you know, to get into a, a market where people are interested in food, yeah. but maybe, you know, beer secondary to that. Or, you know, they've come here to meet somebody and um, they ask for a vodka, lime and lemonade. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I haven't got that, but I've got this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it... It gives you the opportunity to talk to people outside of, you know, mm. that craft beer bubble, which I think is one of the things yeah. that we need to do as an industry. I suppose you've got really. a similar thing to Sean has, where you, you kind of got that different thing where before when you were in a, 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 a end of a Abbeydale Road. Yeah, it was more of a destination. Kind of, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been from the other side of town, so it's never been somewhere... I bought my beers from because it's just not logistically yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean um, Sheffield is very neighbourhoody, isn't it? Yeah. And people do get stuck in their neighbourhoods. And then if you're coming from outside of the city mm. for beer, people will typically be drawn to Kellam Islands as mm. there's the sort of first port of call. So you've got that nice you know. game now. Where you've got that conversion game where you're learning. You can, you know, you can give people ideas and things oh, that totally, people are, yeah I mean I Sean's mean, got the market great. people you've got, you got like kind of more yeah, of food we, kind we of people get, it's kind we, of interesting we, we get people asking for miniatures of whiskey today and Baileys and Advocar at Christmas so Have you, it's a good laugh having a chat with those people yeah. and the trying, challenge isn't it yeah, it, it, yeah. yeah I'd rather have that than not absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and treat it treat it as a bit of a laugh and a chance to have a chat with somebody about beer and tease them a little bit about what they might want to try and so on. So good. I, mean, I, I think the good thing about a lot of places in Sheffield, which is probably why we all love it and why we're here, is no one's snobby. You know, we're just like, we love good beer, but we're really like, just want to share it and be open and talk to everybody. And, you know, I think that's kind of the amazing positives about the Sheffield beer scene really there isn't any of that um, very exclusivity element yeah. Yeah. I, would, I would agree even like the craftiest of places is very much uh, what kind of things you like and we'd be very open to recommendation where maybe some places in bigger cities might kind of not be quite as helpful approachable oh, pro- oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so come to Sheffield and come yeah. and drink so here and not, buy from Sheffield's Sean and buy from Sheffield's not very good at shouting about the good things about itself <laughs> at no. times. And that's one of the reasons why I started Sheffield Beer Week, but because I felt like I was so proud of what was going on here, but no one was really talking about, you know, sh- you know, talking about it out- outside of, um, of the city and really kind of saying that, yeah, we're doing good things. So that was one of the reasons really why I started the, the Beer Week, to celebrate that. I've got to push people for their final opinions on where the wild blackberries grow before we uh, go around the table for beer of the night. Uh, it's got harder it as it's right. gone down. I've yeah, found it, it more difficult right. as I've gone along. Yeah, exactly. Ex- it felt like I was drinking something that had a lot of cordial at the bottom, and I kind of got to like a point where it's just all settled in the bottom. I mean, from a it's not it's not a, it's not bad, but it's, yeah, it's hard work. Yeah, I mean, from work. a brewing perspective, I mean, and I suppose I've only really home brewed and done collaborations with people. It's quite hard to brew something this strong that is ultimately so smooth yeah, and yeah. has Boozy. all those yeah. So like that is a feat in itself. However, I do think I do struggle with these strength beers sort of enjoying them on their own like this mm. I much prefer yeah. it with a cheese board or some sort of food yeah. element to it I have to say but that's just me personally it does it needs another flavour going on definitely doesn't it mm. without, I without really a doubt enjoying it needs something to distract the, you from on the can all the different languages um, and the different words for blackberries I think my favourite is brombeeren brombeeren I think he's German. Is he Norwegian? Oh, he's that German. German. I don't want to sound like I'm picking on him, but I want to hear Sean pronounce that. Uh, Dumbergen. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said? No. <laughs> Donzo. It'll, it'll do, it'll do. I've not got my headphones on. We've got, to, we've got to pick a beer of the night. And this is, um, I think this one is prob- probably one that gets possibly ruled out from uh, from those closing comments there. But I think it's, it's up for grabs, this one. So It's between two for me. Well, let's go to you first then, Sean. Uh, the two simplest beers, actually. So the uh, Donzoko, just for you, James. Uh, a Belgian pale, outstanding, classy. Um, easy to drink at 4%, but lots of flavour. And then the Torside um, Impy Stout. So I think I would probably just edge the Torside... Uh, I like the idea of the 1917 recipe and how it links to Jules's uh, little competition uh, down at uh, uh, Indie Beer Feast. So good luck to Torside as as a, an entrant, and that would just just edge it. But I thought the the Donzoko was very classy. This is this is really really hard. This is a, a genuinely hard one. I'm going to go to Laura next because I think I know what she's going to pick. Yeah, <laughs> probably do. The Torside one. Just thought it was cracking. And uh, to say that I drank it feeling a little under the weather and it's 7.7% and it's quite a robust stout and it somehow made me feel warm and cosy inside. Yeah, I'm going for Torside. I, I really feel for you tonight, Laura. Are you all right? I kind of just feel like I want to push Sean out of the way and just give you a big <laughs> hug. <laughs> I was feeling, you can hug us both I was feeling like. much better we'll until I started drinking this barley <laughs> Jules, what's your favourite beer of the night? It's quite tough, really, because they're it's all, they're all really so hot. very different beers. You know, um, I mean, I love the sort of sim- simplicity, the balance, the drinkability of the Don Soco. 
Um, the turning point just for like literally making a crazy Having beer a go, that just yeah. works. Uh, the tour sides, again, I just love for just highlighting the fact that, um, you know, four corn greens of beer um, and what you can do with it to get all of that chocolate and licorice flavor that we talked about. And um, I mean, I'm, I have to say, I did try to do a bit of a barley wine thing at Hop Hides out over Christmas to sort of um, um, bring back barley wines to sort of highlight them as, uh, you know, an English style that's uh, been very influential around the world. It, it, it's, it's quite a challenging beer style because it can be so rich and decadent and sweet and... Um, not everyone can really get that style right and you have to say that you know case has nailed it in terms of providing this liquid fruit cake um but it is still quite a challenging beer to you know enjoy and like we said probably with a bit of food you know maybe it would come into its own a bit more um i'm finding it really difficult yeah. i'm not Beautiful sure night. you're gonna pin to me that. down i'm gonna say don zoco partly because personal preference i love belgian beers that that was kind of my eye opener to the world of beer i was kind of oh beer right. can be you know something else so it has got a little bit of an emotional attachment for me um so i'm gonna say the donzoco i'm gonna go for the um the tour side tour side definitely Tourside yeah. was amazing. Yeah. I mean, that was like I nearly went for that. I think I enjoyed. I enjoyed them all, with exception for the, the the last one, probably a little bit out of my. So that means James doesn't matter. On, uh, I on do. This I one. have been. It does. I mean, you don't matter. Matter. I like, too, because yeah. I think the sorry, I think the Don Zoko um, was for four percent. It was, it was a it was really good. tasty was really beer, and it was so light. And it feels if we were sat outside in the sun drinking that, it would probably win hands down. Yes, it would. I think I think the tour side um, is a worthy winner because of the fact that it's different, it's unusual, it's got something to it that I've not tasted before. It's a bit of iron brew, probably, um, but um, it's also brewed to such a simple recipe, and and I love the mm. fact that it's got those two contrasting things going on, and um, it's got such a unique link to. Um, Sheffield Beer Week and um, Indie Beer oh, Feast. Yeah, history, heritage, yeah. and where deserves to win. yeah, where we are now, I guess, uh, is because we've built on these foundations that have uh, gone before us, really. So I'm going to vote for Torside. There we go. You had to win an episode. Is it actually our first Torside beer on on the show? No. No, we've done we've done at least one, maybe have a we? couple before. I don't. I yeah. don't think we have. I don't we think have. I brought anything. I, no, I think, no, I think, right. I think we, we did. Oh no, we did. We did, we, we did the barley wine. We did the barley wine. Yeah. Did the barley wine. We were in there. The tour side one there. There's a barley wine one. Um, American barley wine. Yeah. But to say how much I bang on about them, they've definitely never won an episode before. So. Are you going to get I a new Willy Cap from them? Your truck will be winging its way over to New Mills. On the clipping of uh, northern, <laughs> northern line to Manchester. Can I give a little shout out oh, to, because sure. I know um, Laura mentioned it a little bit before, so there's going to be the uh, tap launch at the Devonshire Cat of the Queer uh, Brewing Project and Out and About collaboration. Just because I was brewing with Michael from Out and About 
yesterday. Oh, Lost Industry. Yeah. Uh, Lost Industry. Um, oh, that beer sounds great. Was it yeah. like a rhubarb and carrot? It's going to be uh, beetroot, beetroot and carrot goza. Um, it's a good colour. Yeah, it looks amazing. So it's got this kind of sweet and sour and earthy thing going on. Um, but yeah, I just want to. That's obviously going to. I think it's going to be. Uh, we're going to do a tasting at Indie Beer Feast, so it'll be pouring there. But officially, I think it's kind of going to be launched as part of the uh, uh, Michael from the, the Dev Cat, who's obviously runs out and about with uh, Heather. The uh, it's going to be like launched at uh, their. Um, tap takeover with uh, all the other LGBTQ uh, collaboration beers that they've done, one including the Abbeydale one as well, uh, which yeah. looks great. Um, so I just kind of wanted to give a bit of shout out for them because Absolutely, they were yeah. in Manchester at uh, yeah, Friends and talk, Family, yeah, yeah, right, talking yeah, yeah. with uh, with Lily Waite uh, from Queer Brewing Project as well. So it's just kind of all of these uh, things have happened in the last few days. So I just really wanted to give that a bit of a They've shout out. They've had a very out. busy week, haven't they? Haven't well, they? and yeah. I also want to remind people, which again is a little bit about this historic recipe thing we were talking about. So some of the money from the Lost Industry out and about Sheffield Beer Week, uh, Carrot and Beetroot Goza Beer is going to go towards the Friends of Edward Carpenter. So Edward Carpenter was a, a, a guy that used to live in Sheffield. I think he was born in the, in the 1800s. And he uh, was a vegetarian. He used to champion women's suffrage. He lived uh, openly as a gay man at that time, uh, which was uh, not recognized and very challenging. So I just kind of want to um, you know, shout out that there are people in the past that have um, you know, lived their true selves and we should be celebrating that now and being very proud of that. And um, yeah, I just want to say that. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Absolutely. Um, Brilliant. Final question Indie Beer Feast, tickets still available? And if so, where do people go to get them? Saturday is going to sell out quite soon. Uh, you can get them online at Gigantic Tickets. Um, the printed tickets are sold out now at Hop Hideout. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, uh, if you want to go Saturday, get them now, really. Um, but yeah, Friday should be fine for uh, up till the day, I think. Right. We'll summarise that as, if you want tickets, go, 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 now. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. And if you're listening to this months down the line, then go next year. <laughs> uh, I feel like I keep saying there's just one more thing that we need to mention. So um, March's episode is a little bit unusual, isn't it? So I'm yeah. going to pass to Laura for this. So I'm really excited about March's episode. Uh, we are recording an International Women's Day episode which we're doing next week so after a really long gap you're going to have two episodes very close together and then another big gap for uh, where <laughs> i am uh, wearing one of my other many hats uh, and i'm bringing along i think there's 14 of seven hills women's institute who uh, are you know from all walks of life all different kind of uh, all people who are in some way interested in beer, whether they drink beer as what they generally enjoy or whether it's just something they're quite interested in and don't know very much about but want to learn more. Um, and it could be absolute chaos. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Who's in charge? Me. Absolute chaos. So, <laughs> we'll there, there was some technical support. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited to have them on and... Um, yeah, bring a little bit of a, a spotlight to, to that as well. So, 
could be a bit different. That is going to be good. So that yeah. will be coming. I mean, hot on the heels of this episode, that will be coming next, next week. week. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Um, Jules, thank you very much for your time tonight. It's all right. Thanks Cheers, for Jules. having me. Yeah, yeah, thank you very cheers. much. It's been awesome. I'm uh, very much looking forward to India Beer Feast and Sheffield Beer Week. And uh, we will speak to you again next month. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.